Hi, I'm Tammy Hicks-Jackson. Welcome to my podcast. I am a Christian pastor in the United Methodist tradition, and this podcast covers a variety of topics. You may find anything from Bible study and devotions to yoga and meditation from a Christian perspective to my thoughts on Christian leadership and the church. Look for the descriptions and the tags for each episode to find what you're interested in. And thanks for taking this journey with me. Let's jump into this episode. The book of Judges covers the history of Israel from the conquest and occupation era to the establishment of a monarchy. In the book of Judges, a judge is more of an avenger from enemy attacks especially, but also from idolatry, more than a legal arbitrator, the way we think of judges. Think of a judge as a deliverer more than um, a person in a courtroom. Joshua, Judges, First and Second Kings are all part of what's called Deuteronomic history. It is theological reflection on their past and their future in light of the Babylonian exile, which occurs in 586 BCE. This era is presented as a time of increasing unfaithfulness to God and the accompanying moral and social disintegration that comes when we leave God. Our social fabric disintegrates, and we tend to leave God unless we make active efforts to remain faithful. There are repeated cycles of unfaithfulness, oppression, repentance, and deliverance, and back again to unfaithfulness, oppression, repentance, and deliverance. There's also a gradual decline from the faithful Othniel to the tragic figures of Samson to finally utter chaos before the book ends. It's also an effort to explore what types of community values and moral leadership are required in order for us to live faithfully as God's people. So in chapter one, we actually are going to see the first of two introductions. One happens here in chapter one, verse one. The other one happens in chapter two, verse six. This first introduction reworks Joshua chapters 14 through 19 as necessary background for understanding what is coming. The cutting off of the thumbs and big toes was not only humiliation, but it was also a disablement. It reduced their ability to fight back. It reduces their balance by losing those big toes. It also keeps them from being able to wield weapons by not having thumbs. And it actually decreased their ability to even do things like farm. Judges will have a large number of women characters in this particular book. Nearly all of the major judges are also connected to a female figure who has a significant impact on their fate. Unfortunately, um, that influence is often for the worse and not for the better. It is often to their doom rather than their good. Um, The influence of women generally in ancient times is seen as a negative, but there are some exceptions as we will see. Chapter 1, verse 24, we see again the terminology, deal kindly, which we are reminded is covenant language. In chapter 2, angel means in this case messenger. Um, There's disobedience, failure to do as instructed, and when we refuse to do what we've instructed to do, when we are disobedient, we have made a choice. We've chosen what then will come because of that. 
We have the second introduction beginning in chapter six, and this was probably the original introduction to the book. The background information in the previous chapter has been added. They have failed to pass on their faith as they were urged to do. A generation grows up that doesn't know who they are in the Lord. God sending judges to them is both an indictment of their unfaithfulness as well as a mercy, an evidence of God's love. It's an indictment that it's needed, but it's mercy in that He wants to bring them back. He wants to save them. He wants them to be faithful. In chapter 3, the nations that are remaining is presented as this generation's test of their faithfulness. It is how they will choose God or choose to be against God. Othniel um, after, is the first of the judges that is highlighted. After they are oppressed for eight, eight years, Othniel is raised up. Um, he rules and leads for 40 years. The next one is Ehud. After 18 years of oppression, he's going to lead for 80 years, a long time. Ehud is a left-handed man. This generally was not allowed. You did honorable things with your right hand. You ate, you wielded a weapon, um, you touched other people. Your left hand was generally reserved for dishonorable tasks like wiping when you went to the bathroom. So again, we're going to highlight an unlikely hero. In Hebrew, it literally says the right hand is restricted. So we don't know if Ehud might have a physical limitation or whether we're talking about a natural left-handedness or if he's even suffered um, an injury or if this was something he had from birth. He defeats King Eglon. Um, this is a mocking name. Eglon literally means fat calf or fat cow. Um, he is thought to have been an enormously large man based on the information we have here. This is not, how honor, however, honorable warfare. This is guerrilla-style warfare. He sneaks in, and he's only able to do it because he is left-handed. So the thing that makes him odd and worthy of being excluded is the thing that allows him to accomplish what he does. Um, Shamgar is called a deliverer rather than a judge, so it's a little different word, meaning the same thing as we just talked about a few moments ago. He kills 600 Philistines with an ox goat, which is a farm tool. Um, I once heard a 45-minute sermon based on this verse alone. Ask me sometime and I'll share. In chapter 4, we hear Deborah. This is one of the highlights for women in the book of Judges. After 20 years of oppression, God raises up Deborah, who is described as a prophetess and a wife and a mother in Israel. She's going to lead them for 40 years. Notice that Deborah, rather than the general, is the one who makes the battle plan. Jael is going to put a tent peg through the temple of a man. She's not called a judge. She's just a woman taking advantage of her situation to do whatever she can to move her country in the right direction. The New Testament author of the book of Hebrews calls Barak the general um, who leads the army while Deborah is a judge, but the author of Hebrews calls Barak the judge and never mentions Deborah, which breaks my heart for her and for the, the future author of Hebrews. Deborah is one of four women in the Bible who are identified as prophetesses or as prophets in the Old Testament, um, Miriam is called that in Exodus fifteen twenty. 
Huldah is called that in 2 Kings 22.14, and Noadiah is called this in Nehemiah 6.14. Those are the other three. Chapter 5 is the Song of Deborah. It's one of the oldest compositions in the Old Testament. We believe it dates back to the 12th century BCE. It is a song about Deborah, not a song composed by her. Um, And it's a well-known form of an ancient Near Eastern victory song. The judgment that Sisera's mother envisioned him doing to Israel is instead what is done to him. Um, The irony of that strikes us. Chapter 5, verse 30 acknowledges the horrible fate of women in conquered cultures. They have no agency of their own. In chapter 6, we have the judge Gideon. He leads them for 40 years. My friends, Gideon is almost an anti-hero. He is everything we don't want heroes to be. He is fearful, he is reluctant, and he is self-centered. God responds first with a prophet um, advocating for a change in pattern. Um, I think God is trying to break the pattern of the people with this unfaithfulness, oppression, repentance, and having to be delivered. Um, They don't listen to the prophet. In chapter 6, verse 20, a celebratory meal becomes a burnt offering. Um, Gideon destroys the altar to Baal, but he won't own his actions. Um, His father has to defend him. Um, And this destroying of the altar being his first act is very similar to that of Elijah in 1 Kings 18. Jerubbabel, the name, literally means contends with Baal. Um, And it's an alternate name for Gideon. He puts out his fleece for confirmation. Take a look at how we're told not to do this in Deuteronomy 6.16. And in Matthew 4.7, we're told not to test God. But it shows that in Gideon, that even those who are fearful, fearful, reluctant, and self-centered can wind up being used by God, although not to the fullest extent as if we will release those things and fully become who God wants us to be. That gets us six chapters into the book of Judges. There's more to come.